Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Taber Contreras. Ladies, today we get to talk about one of my favorite topics, definitely top five, and that is being kingdom fit. And the reason this is so critical and I am so passionate about it is because I truly believe this is the heart of my purpose and what God wants me to be expressing to women in this season specifically, that this idea that he has given me of being kingdom fit is intentionally designed for this exact season in our history. And so let me dive in. My goal is that you be equipped and empowered to have a new level of understanding in terms of what God wants from you, for you and how to experience it. So let me give you a little bit background. If you're newer to our podcast, welcome. I am so glad for, that you are here. God has had me on a very unique journey over the last, he has this all on a unique journey, right? We're created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose. But in my journey, I am a former overweight corporate girl, atheist turned, Jesus love and purpose chasing, fit over 45, fitness entrepreneur. And what started was 20 years ago, inviting God into my life. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail today completely transformed my life in more levels than I could ever begin to think or imagine from where I started. And then 12 years ago, I followed his prompting to help other women create their own similar life transformations. And at the time I translated it and I knew that I was exactly where I was supposed to be in that I started, you know, started with a boot camp at the park and then grew it into a physical fitness location that we got to serve other clients through for 10 years. And in that environment and in that facility with the help of an amazing team, we helped thousands of men and women through a decade, right? Uh, and the focus was predominantly on the workouts that we provided as well as nutrition. And I'm always, I, God, just by his work in, in and through me, people always knew that I was a believer, knew that I you know, do my best to live out his character, but I love all people regardless of where you're at or where you're coming from or what your beliefs are, all the things. Um, and so there were some, you know, uh, habits sprinkled in, in terms of mindset and what have you. And when you fast forward to in 2020, God gave me a vision and told me, I didn't even realize it was for me at the time, but it was this vision of these butterflies as I was running one day and gave me this analogy of the transformation a butterfly goes through. And it was, you know, that they start in a cocoon and then they transform into this beautiful, amazing creature that is a butterfly. And God whispered me in that moment, that what I had experienced in the past was actually just the cocoon. Even though I had experienced so many amazing things and made such a great impact it, by his working through me, there is nothing that I have ever done or been or what have you that it wasn't a result of him, right? But that that was actually just the beginning. And that what happened in 2020, and this was actually March that he gave me this vision, and I, it's on YouTube if you care to go see it, that I, I filmed it actually thinking, not really realizing that it was specific to me at that time, um, or that I had some idea, but not to the extent in which I understand it now. Uh, and so at the beginning, this was just a few weeks after we started a lockdown in 2024, uh, California, and specifically the gyms in California that had gotten shut down. 
And through that, he began this journey and this next understanding of what I am to be doing in this next season. And you'll hear me talk a lot about, a lot of times God will give us a snippet vision of our unique and greater purpose for him, right? Our purpose first and foremost is just to be in relationship with him. So please don't get too hung up about my certainty and what I am to be doing and, and all those things if you're not there yet. I know we have people of all different stages in your walk with God, or maybe you're not sure and you just randomly, quote unquote, found this podcast. God put random people, quote unquote, into my life too. And I, like, that's a whole nother story. So sometimes when you think it's not for you and you think you just happen to fall into it or happen to be listening to it, I'm going to encourage you to listen to the end because I do not think that it's coincidence that you are listening to me now. Having said that, when he started that to talk to me, when he planted the seed of a new vision, Oh, and I started to say, I sorry, I got sidetracked, is that a lot of times he'll give us a vision for what we are to do next, right? He'll give us a vision for that next mountaintop. And girl, let me tell you, it was a mountaintop. When I first left corporate America, I was like, Lord, you want me to do what? You want me to live, a, leave a super comfy, you know, very time flexible considering, um, you know, six figure job. I was at a single mom at the time, 100% responsible for my son in all the ways, right? And you want me to leave that and become a personal trainer? Like it wasn't quite all tying together, right? So when I went from that belief or that understanding to then, you know, going into personal training just with someone else, and that's part of the first couple of episodes, if you want to listen to that. And then, you know, starting the boot camp at a park and then running this business for 10 years and all the amazing experiences and impact, not just through that physical fitness, um, fitness business, but I've gotten to speak on stages about mindset and beliefs and all the things I've got to create, um, you know, the first uh, fitness app for FitBody Bootcamp, which was the organization I was uh, like a franchisee with at the very beginning. Um, I got to, you know, create the workouts for that and film them all. I can't even imagine that now. Looking back, I did so many workouts within a 48 hour period for that app. Um, to like all the crazy adventures physically that I never would have imagined doing from where I started, right? I ended up running, you know, Spartan races and doing trifectas that, you know, are all done it's like 36 miles. And I don't remember how many obstacles over a 48 hour period of time. If you do a trifecta, we did Tough Mudders. I did marathons and not any of that to impress upon you. I'm really laughing at myself, girls, because I never would have expected to be doing those things you know, 20 years ago, right? And even, you know, some of those things like the OCR racing and all that kind of stuff, it was just continually challenging whatever limiting belief I had, like for the the obstacle courses, as an example, I hated heights, I hated water, I still have a very big hesitation when it comes to water, and I'm not a fan of heights. But I, I, God just placed this, this resilience in me to, to, to push beyond that, knowing that, when I took those things on in a fairly controlled environment, it created this new level of confidence, which bleeds into all different things. So I had this amazing experience over the last you know, decade, 12 years now. And in 2020, what he was starting to tell me was that that's going to change for a while, but that what is ahead is even greater than anything you had have had in the past. And so in 2020, it took a while for me to catch on to what he was saying. And so it was August or September of 2020, I realized that, again, I heard him and he made it very clear where I was just fighting for the brick and mortar, 
and probably could have, but he made it very clear in that season because at that time, even August, September, there was no sign of us being able to reopen at all. There was no sign of us being able to reopen um, the physical locations. And there was so much, uh, honestly, drama, even with the best intending people about whether or not we're open or not open or, or all the things. And God made it very clear to me again in a moment that uh, he showed me that all of the energy that was being invested in making the decisions related to open, not open, how to serve women in that environment, and some people being afraid to come back, so other people wanting to be back, some people being irritated that we weren't open, some people being, so, but like, for the most part, everybody was super supportive and loving, but there was just a lot of energy. And in addition to just the state of the California at the time, there was also a lot of negative connotations for me wrapped up in that whole um, season, right? And God just made it very clear that the energy I was investing in a physical building to make the right decisions, to make it all work, all the things was energy that would be better spent devoted on working with women specifically online. And at that point, he had already told me that he wanted me to, he had started to tell me that he wanted me to work with specifically Christian women, because truly the foundation that has made such a huge difference in my walk over the last 20 years is not my food choices. And it's not what type of workouts I'm doing or what type of physical events I'm doing. It is his word. And so he began to put in make it very clear to me that I was to work with female Christian leaders, create the pro based on all the years of experience and in all the things, but build the true foundation of his God's word. Because as I explain, and I'm going to talk to you about um, this idea of being kingdom fit, right? And God made it clear to me that as female Christian leaders, and if you're a mom, you're leading, right? If you are a teacher, you're a leader, right? We are all leaders in some capacity. Every single woman has people in their in your life. You have people in your life, even if you don't consider yourself to be a leader because you don't have a platform or whatever story you've told yourself, you are a leader. There are women, young and old, that look to you for one reason or another, that you are influencing for one reason or another. So you are a leader. Even more so, God made it very clear to me that as female Christian leaders, we are going to be under far greater attack than ever before. And he started placing this on my heart about a year ago. Now, as of the taping of this episode, it is now November of 2021. So towards the end of 2020, he started like really fine tuning that message. As I started leaning in, it's important to understand this process too. And when I talk about I think I got sidetracked with my my story. I got a little bit of a tangent in my excitement of the stories and the experiences that I got. But if you if you if this is not relatable to you, because I you may perceive it as I'm so clear in what he has for me and the direction that he wants for me, and maybe that doesn't resonate for you because you feel like you don't know for certain. Again, your primary purpose is to just be in relationship with God and to love other love yourself and love others. That is are we all have that common primary purpose. And as you continue to lean into him, as you continue to build that relationship to him, as you continue to abide in him, which is his word, 
and it allows him to abide in you, then you'll fine tune the skill of being able to recognize and hear and have confidence in knowing his voice, right? I just, in this part in my journey, have been building this relationship with them for 20 years. So now there's still some things that I question or I doubt, or like, did I get that right? Or what have you, that's part of our human nature. But there are certain things where I just, I know, and I'm confirmed and um, that this is what God has been saying or leading me to, or whatever it, it is that you want to equate it to. I hope that makes sense. And we are going to get back to kingdom fit. So God making it very clear to me that as female Christian leaders, and I don't mean to say that to discourage you, just saying truth and love that we, and to expect the resistance, right? And I think we can all see that in today's environment. And especially in, uh, I obviously have firsthand experience with the United States because that's the country I live in. I know it's happening in other countries, but in the United States specifically, we are seeing, in my opinion, such a huge dramatic shift and kind of turning God away at a societal level, right? And the Bible says in the end time, and I'm saying, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not saying that we are in the end times. He says that none of us know, right? But he's, one of the things he says is that good will become bad and bad will become good, right? And our faith is being attacked for sure. And our ability to worship him and, and worship God freely and speak his truths and live according to what we believe he calls us to live is also under attack. And so it is to be expected that as a Christian woman, you are going to have a target on your back. As much as God has plans for you, as much as he says, no weapon shall form against you, no weapon form against you shall prosper. And that he works all things out for our good. Again, we get to be active participants in that. And so because we are, because we are set apart, because we are anointed, because we have power and authority, it is, it does put a target on our back, right? The enemy doesn't have to worry about the people that are following today's, you know, quote unquote, modern culture and beliefs because they're taking care of themselves, right? He is working overtime to diminish and minimize the voice of God through his people, right? So of course, you're going to be under far more greater attack in all different types of ways than ever before, right? And so whatever your unique purpose is, even if you don't feel like you have a quote unquote bigger purpose, even if you, I know most of you as listeners are entrepreneurs and or you have some sort of faith-based business, but maybe you are a mom and your purpose right now is raising three kids, you are still a target and you still get to make sure not be not be fear god says that he does not give us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind we get to be active participant we get to do our part he gives us the tools to fight back he gives us the tools to empower us to be able to just like he gave us the seed of purpose that is within us but it's up to us to cultivate that it's up to us as to what we do with it and God, as he continued to evolve in me, the like doing, creating the program, which is what Kingdom Fit Academy is, um, there's two, you know, kind of tracks, if you will, with it. And the core of it is becoming the student of your mind and body. And then nutrition is a component. Accountability for movement is a component. But it's, it's so much more than that because God began to make it very real and 
vocalized to me that I need to be even bolder in my messaging, in my communication, and in my understanding that how we care for ourselves in mind and body is the foundation that allows us to experience the, the seed that he has for us, right? Everything else that comes against us threatens our ability to recognize our seed of purpose, for us to experience the extent of his spirit in us, right? It acts like what comes against us acts, acts as a regulator. And when I say what comes against us, sometimes that's our own choices, right? Um, acts as a regulator or a dampener that keeps us from fully experiencing all of what he has already given us, right? His, his spirit lives in us. Sister, the, think about that for a second. Think of all the strength and the power and the courage and the love and the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's already all inside of you. And so how do we do our part to make sure we're accessing it? And with a seed up to the, our greatest extent of ability, right? And the seed of purpose, how do we make sure that we are protecting it, that we are guarding it from adversity and that we are cultivating it into its greatest potential of the, the, what it's meant to be, right? So when we think then about kingdom fit, this is the latest iteration of clarity that he's given me is those words being kingdom fit because it is, are we fit enough in mind and body to carry and handle the weight of all that he has for us, right? So 1 Corinthians 2 through 16 says, our body is the vessel for his spirit in us. Do you not know and understand that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you, right? All the things that he is lives in us, right? But then 1 Corinthians 19 through 20 goes on to say, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own for you are bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, right? So this body that he gave us is the vehicle. It is the vessel in which allows us to, like I said, recognize the seed of potential that he has in us, cultivate the seed of the potential or seed to its greatest potential. And even that, that vessel that holds and houses his spirit in us to the extent in which we are healthy and optimizing is, is to some extent, the extent in which we're able to experience. So even when you have an amazing, strong, close personal relationship with God, even when you have a crazy successful, um, you know, however you just find um, success, whether it's within your family, because your sole purpose right now is, you know, raising up new, these, these humans that are our future generations, or it's your kingdom business, even if all of that is, is amazing. Now, if your body is deconditioned, if you are tolerating disease and discomfort within your body, then it means that when we get that leveled up, it's going to unlock new levels of freedom, new levels of impact, new levels of influence, new levels of income, because you're unlocking a new 
level of accessibility to his spirit in you and growth within the seed that he has given you. I hope that makes sense. I hear an amen. I'm I'm promising or I'm trusting that I'm getting an amen from you on the other side. Obviously, I'm lit up and passionate about it. So this is why becoming kingdom fit is so critically important. And it does go against, again, what would be normal in society or what is common in society. It's become kind of a, a, a way of being to say, like, for some women, potentially it's being in comparison of a woman that is fit, that is taking um, the time to invest in their nutrition or their workouts or whatever the case may be. And kind of like, oh, it must be nice. She must, her circumstance must be different. She doesn't have what I have on my plate. And that's why she's able to do that or whatever the case may be. And, and or women will say, you know, someday I'll get back to that, but not right now. Right now I'm too busy building my business. I'm too busy caring my, for my family. I'm too busy putting my kids first. I'm too busy serving church or doing all the things for everybody else. And yes, those are all good things. Those are even great things. But it's also true that being kingdom fit is the prerequisite for you to experience and give all that he has for you. Again, even if it's awesome now, it means you've got even more in you. I hope that makes sense. Because the best foundation to build so that you can experience all God has for you is to be kingdom fit. And being kingdom fit means that you are fit and healthy in both mind and body. Your ability to recognize emotion, take those thoughts captive, and decide and discern what to do with them. Your ability to physically feel strong and confident. And yes, you can feel sexy. God wants you to have that too, right? And it's not to take for granted that, for example, I just have to add in this caveat. I, I will tell you so many women have come to me when they're 50, 75 pounds overweight, 100 pounds overweight, and they're, it's almost like they caveat it with, but I have healthy blood work. Sister, if you are carrying more weight in which is intended for your body, it is only a matter of time. You can't wait for the bad report. You can, but I talk about that in the episode that says, um, you know, you don't, you can't afford to not take care of yourself, right? I'll put the show, show notes. You cannot afford any longer to, to wait for the negative or adverse blood work report, right? Used to be you had time to correct. You don't have time to correct necessarily anymore with today's state of affairs, but I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole today. My point is, is that being in action for your fitness, no judgment, no condemnation for where you're at. That's not hating your body or hating yourself or regretting your choices is not going to get you where you need to be. And that's the devil talking to you. And that's not what God has for you. It's that's the, the power in becoming the student of your mind and body is being able to look at what is truth but not taking on the weight of judgment that you would used to have for yourself or the enemy wants to amplify within your own mind, right? We get to start by building a foundation of love and kindness and grace for ourselves while we, in truth, take a stand for ourselves, get our priorities in alignment and walk according to what God has in store for us and our greatest potential, right? In my opinion, our priorities are to be in relationship with God first and foremost. And the second is our own self-care because we can't give our best without giving, without being our best, right? In addition to that, when we aren't our best, and this is what we're going to talk about when it comes to kingdom fit, we are also com not compromising 
are risking our ability to be in the best relationship with God, right? If we're, if we're, if our emotions aren't in check, if we are physically not feeling good, that can impact our ability to um, really have the fullness of relationship that God has for us, right? So relationship with God, self-care, which does not mean crazy times. It's not selfish. And then we have, you know, our, our spouses and our families and then our work in whatever he has called us to do for work and then serving within our communities and our church, right? So how do you build a kingdom fit? How do you build this foundation of kingdom fit? Well, I don't know if you're visual, but I am super visual. And so I'm going to give you this. I'm going to walk you through this in the visual of a cake, specifically a wedding cake. We're talking old school, traditional wedding cake with the multiple tiers, right? And the reason for this, my one of my old business coaches gave me this analogy and related it to business. But I think because I'm so visual, God kind of used this to pair it with the messaging so that other women can understand the importance of each level that creates the true foundation for kingdom fit, right? So that first tier, and you got that wedding cake in mind, it's got three tiers, let's say for purposes of this conversation, that first tier, that base level of tier foundation is what supports, it's bigger than all of the other tiers, right? And it's stronger than all the other tiers because that is what then carries the weight of the tiers of cake that follow it. Got the picture? All right. So on that first tier, that is your personal relationship with God. And again, going back to, for those of you that may not know, having a personal relationship with God starts with just spending time in his word. Well, and I shouldn't say it starts there because it's not where I started. I started, I honestly saw other, God had put people around my life that they had been completely transformed. I was still not sure what I believed, still thought that they just needed it because they were weaker in some form or fashion. Like I was, was definitely a critic of Christians, but these two people in particular were really close to me in my, my life. And I watched their example of transformation. And then I ended up actually taking my ex-husband, my son's dad, to church thinking he needed help and he needed to be fixed. And as I sat there and listened, I started over time to think, okay, maybe this isn't for him, right? Maybe this is for me. And so then that at some point led me to going into the word. And also, if you're not familiar with being in the word, there's tons of translations that you can get. I didn't know that. So when I first started out, I had like some old King James for outdoor version translation and it was also Greek to me. So the app that you can use to decide what translation might be best for you is BibleGateway.com. There's plenty of them out there. That's just the one that I use in addition to my hard copy bought at Bible. But for those of you that are are so my point is is don't feel overwhelmed. Just start somewhere. You can start just by having a conversation. Just like, hey, are you there? <laughs> right. I promise it really is like talking to your best friend. It's not complicated. Um he eagerly awaits you. And it's not always, especially in the beginning, you, you're going to learn to get to know him. So it's not like you're going to hear an immediate response, right? Just stick with it. Reach out if you need any support in that area. But coming back to it, once we are believers, right, we also do not have time to not be in his word because being in his word and being in his presence is how we get to know him and know his character, this is the first foundational tier. And by being in relationship with him, by getting to know his character, there are so many different 
um, aspects then that evolve over time, right? And I will tell you that there's tons of ways to, there's, I, I believe that we, I shouldn't say there's tons of ways, but I do believe that you may be the type of person that you might be wired to feel him like close connection with him when you're out in nature. You might be feel close connection with him when you're listening to worship music. I still think my personal opinion is there is nothing that replaces being in his actual word. And it's not enough to just show up on Sunday because you think about like your Sunday service or your Saturday service, whatever it is, that's an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Then you have 24 seven influences for the other six days a week in that are worldly, right? That are outside. Even if you have chosen to surround yourself with, you know, Christian friends, you work in for a Christian business, whatever the case may be, even if you feel like you are planted in a Christian environment, society is society. It's everywhere. It's social media, it's news, it's YouTube, it's all the places, right? And so to make sure that we stay in connection with him, we get to be active participants with them. So with me, it's evolved over the years, but now I truly believe and know that I cannot start my day without being in his presence because when we seek him first, that is the prerequisite for him to be able to direct our steps, to be, for us to be aware of him, to us to build that pattern of knowing his character so that we do get to the point where we're able to identify very clearly what is of him, what he is trying to do in and around us for us. And sometimes maybe it is coming from another person or an outside, but we know his hands are in it because we've gotten to know his character and his presence. Make sense? And so that is the first foundation. And even when it comes to, I have to say this because women have also come to me and said, I never thought about like tying my fitness to my relationship with God. Sister, he cares about your details. And I truly believe that that's one of the uh, tactics of society and or the enemy, whatever you want to call it, is to think that God's not going to care about your physical body. It's actually the exact opposite. As we talked about in first Corinthians, he says that that is a prerequisite that we are to honor him and mind and body. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say I don't know. I, I want to say that it saddens me that um, pastors and or churches do not talk about this aspect more often. My, my thought as I've expressed before, because we definitely cover a lot of different sins when you're sitting in church, right? But my thought is the reason this isn't discussed is potentially because it's hard to have that conversation in a huge environment with and and know that it's coming from a place of love and empathy because it's such a physical, like struggling with weight and or being overweight is not something you can hide, right? And so if they're talking about alcoholism for um, example from the pulpit, or if they're talking about porn or abuse or whatever, the people sitting aren't necessarily so directly called out because they don't wear their sin on their body. It's not tattooed on their forehead what it is they're struggling with. So they get to listen to the message and hopefully take it in, but at the same time kind of hide. If you talk about weight from the pulpit, there's no hiding it, right? There is, there's some instances, like for example, just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy. Just because you're like at a reasonable weight doesn't mean that you don't have an eating disorder, but it's more likely than not that it's going to be apparent. And so then it's hard to have that conversation in such a big environment because you don't like it's, it's, at least for me, it's, it's not my heart to make anyone feel bad. Right. 
but there needs to be this truth and the reality that God does not call you to be in a body that is not designed or be in a body that is not healthy, right? Um, and going back to being in that relationship with him, it is um, our ability to, by being in relationship with him, that builds our ability to trust and lean into faith as the foundation of creating sustainable weight loss and optimizing our health and our personal performance. There's so many other factors that are impacted when we are not comfortable in our body and or when we are physically attracting dis-ease because we're carrying more weight than what is intended for our body, right? And the Bible says, abide in me and I in you, John 15, 4. Um, and then the next layer up is our thoughts and our beliefs. So that first tier of the cake is our relationship with God. The second tier of the cake is our thoughts and our beliefs. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, that for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And there is so much within just this layer as well that I can't possibly, this is already getting longer than anticipated, but so I can't go into all the details, but our ability to catch the thoughts, because so often we have blind spots, we have areas in which we have believed them to be true for so long that it has become our truth, that we don't even recognize it as a thought. We don't even recognize it as an anchor. We don't even recognize it as a thought potentially that, or a belief that doesn't align with our highest good because it's become our normal. An example with that would be when women tend to play small or they tend to think that God doesn't care about their details or their weight loss or their struggle with anxiety or whatever the case may be, right? Or the thought, the train of thought that tells them that they've always dealt with struggled with weight. And so it's always going to be their issue. It's just their cross to bear or everything else. And this is what God wants for you. God, if it doesn't remember, if it doesn't align with his word, it's not what he wants for you. There's nothing in his word that says that you should feel stressed out, anxious and unhealthy all the time. Quite the opposite. Right. But as so in our ability to be able to shift what we believe to be true starts with our ability to recognize the thoughts take them captive as he says, and then learn how to reframe them. And this is true not only with how we associate our thoughts and our beliefs around food or physical movement or those types of things, but also in just our lifestyle, in our life circumstance, in the daily events that come and go or our interactions with our families or our friends, our ability to recognize our thoughts and the meaning we're giving uh, events or circumstances is crucial in our ability to really be able to expand continuously into who God calls us to be and have that love, that greater level of love, of empathy, of understanding, of peace that surpasses all understanding. All of that is contingent upon our ability to recognize the thoughts, recognize emotions, and be able to learn how to, in some instances, reframe them so that they align with our highest good versus keep us limited or playing small. I hope that makes sense. So that second tier is your thoughts and your emotions, and it is so incredibly critical, and often that's hard to navigate on your own. And then the third layer, right? So now working back to this cake, first layer, first tier, the foundation that holds it all is your relationship with your God. With God. 
The second layer is our thoughts and our beliefs. The third is our food, or I should say our nutrition, right? The factors that, um, that, what would I try to say? (laughs) The factors that, uh, I put under like the bigger umbrella of a, of nutrition is our food, our water and our quality of sleep. Right. And I guess you really could break these tiers down as well a little bit further, but truly the food itself, the water and the sleep is really not complicated. I talked about that on a previous episode. Um, I'll put the show notes in the, the thing. I'm trying to think really quickly what that name of that episode is. Um, damaging diet trends, right? It's really the food is I go into, not only do I talk about damaging diet trends, but I also talk about um, what is ideal for food. And it truly is not that complicated. What is complicated about it, what makes it complicated is the thoughts and beliefs associated with it, right? That really is, it may not be 100% of the solution, but it is at least 95% of the solution. The thoughts and the beliefs drive our choices as it relates to food and all the things as well as in addition to the food itself the water that you take in and the amount the quality of sleep that you are getting right you can also go to another episode that talks about food is not your problem we talk about this in a little bit more detail and then i'm sure you can imagine and then each layer even like for example sleep a quick you know gut check would be understanding that when you don't get enough sleep or you don't get that quality sleep you tend to feel hungrier the next day. You tend to have cravings that don't just make sense. You have a hard time regulating emotions. All of it is tied together, right? And then the final tier of this cake, as I'm describing it, right? Foundation is relationship with God. Next level is your your thoughts and your beliefs. Next tier ups, right? Each tier getting slightly smaller, slightly less important, right? But just as important for the complete cake, it all makes it amazing and yummy, but the importance is the order in which we build the cape, right? So then that next layer is your nutrition, your food, your sleep. And then the top tier is the movement, is the workouts, right? Unfortunately, what I've seen so many times over the last over a decade now is that women want to flip the cake, right? They want to turn it upside down. They don't want to deal with the thoughts or the emotions or you know, the relationship with God as much, they don't, they don't, it's not that you don't want to have a relationship with God, but that you don't see how much that impacts, right? So then imagine trying to take a wedding cake and flip it upside down, right? It's not going to stand very long, right? It's going to fall apart, which is why so many women struggle with sustainable lifestyle changes because the order in which they are trying to build the lifestyle change is upside down, right? And I get it. Workouts, although not everyone loves to work out and it can be intimidating and it can be daunting, it even still, for so many women, that's the easier, that seemingly is the easier place to start. And I get it. And sometimes maybe you need to start there. But in order for you to truly build the foundation, You've got to build in the right order, starting with the relationship with God, then working on your thoughts and your beliefs, then working on your nutrition, your sleep, your stress management, your water intake, then your physical activity. All right. So that is what helps you build this foundation of kingdom fit. That is also what we work on through my kingdom fit program. So I'm going to be real. I did a lot of things on my own 
I'm always real. I don't know why I said that, but I did a lot of my my things on the own. So the and so it, I'm living proof that it can be done. I initially, right, I started on my own and then I actually took a huge leap of faith back for what was a huge leap of faith back then for me as a single mom before I was I was barely getting by financially in the beginning. Um and I did invest in a personal trainer, right? I did all the things. I started with the videos at home and then realized like no one was showing up if I didn't show up and all these things, right? But that at least got me moving. And then I meantime I was working on these other aspects, right? But then over the last decade I've invested heavily in myself through all different aspects of life and investing in coaching, whether it's from the nutrition or the you know physical certifications or mindset or John Asroth and his neuroscience programs. And it, I can't even like all the things, right? And again, not to impress you, but to the advantage in aligning with a coach that you know has experiential knowledge in whatever aspect of life you want to grow in. And they have proven the ability to help other people get this similar result for themselves. That saves you, that buys you time because that gives you leverage and exponential growth, right? Far above and beyond what you would be able to do on your own and or the time it would take you to try and do it on your own through free resources, right? So if you are a... I assume you're a female Christian leader and that's why you're listening to this. But if you do have the desire to make 2022 the most remarkable year for expanding your ability and your impact and influence and just your state of being, sis, the, the access that you have to building that godly grit, to connecting to that peace and that purpose and that peace that surpasses all understanding, right? To optimizing your health in mind and body to unlocking new levels of ability. I want to say performance, but not in a negative way, just your like performance as in like overachiever sometimes has a negative connotation for me, but your ability to show up each day, right? If you want to expand the capacity of your experience in 2022, I truly believe that is the work that I get to do by God's work in and through me with other women through 2022. I will tell you that it is a, depending on which program, there is a Kingdom Fit Legacy, which is going to um, consist of a very small uh, hand-picked group for 2022 as we get to do the year together. And then there's also Kingdom Fit Academy, which is a little bit shorter term, but it builds this foundation that we're talking about. So either way, Go to RebeccaTavert.com forward slash Kingdom Fit Academy and let's connect if this sounds like something that you want to be experiencing in 2022. You can also connect with us on our free Facebook group, Female Christian Leaders. And as always, if this episode and this podcast, if you're finding value and you're being helped by it, I just ask that you please maybe share it with a girlfriend and for sure leave a review on iTunes specifically, um, or whatever podcast platform you listen to. But by doing not just the five store, but actually leaving a couple of comments there, it helps if I've helped you, right, then I would appreciate that. I, I, I believe in earning our reviews for sure. But if I have helped you by you leaving that review, it helps me then reach organically reach more women because it lets the platform know that this content is valuable, it's helping people, and then they organically show it to more people. All right. Love you guys. Bye for now.